This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Good morning, Christian Family Church Johannesburg. Welcome. Welcome to this morning service. We're going to have an exciting and a great time in the presence of the Lord. Jesus has finished the work. All we need to do is to engage into what Jesus has done for us. Amen. And this morning, are you expectant for this morning? Amen. Are you ready to receive this morning? For those of you who do not know this, but I, this is my birthplace. Uh, I gave my life to Jesus when I was 17 years old here at Christian Family Church. Those years it was Christian City. I was 17 years old, and that's 37 years ago. Pastor Theo and Bev led me to the Lord. I honor and respect them. They are my spiritual parents, and I celebrate them in my life. Amen. And uh, you guys have got great spiritual parents at Christian Family Church. We need to honor them. So let's all draw near to God in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for this precious time in your presence for a service that's being enveloped in the atmosphere of eternity where your people will experience your touch upon their lives, your voice within their hearts, and Father God, also the rhythm of your heartbeat. We are living in a time where, yes, Father, you want to birth miracles in your people's lives. You want to... To, to just allow them to experience your heartbeat in every part, every area of their lives. Thank you for a heartbeating season of your will and your purpose that's being established in our lives in this time and in this season. I ask you, Father, if there's any discouragement in any person's heart this morning, that that discouragement will be evicted. That, that discouragement will be taken away. And Father God, every person's heart will be encouraged and every person will rise up in faith and just take hold of every of your promises. And Father God, may we experience full victory in every area of our lives as we trust you. We give you all the glory and all the praise for what you are doing in this place this morning. And the people of God said, Amen. Thank you, people. You may be seated. God bless you. So I don't know if you've realized this, but uh, we are living in very interesting times. We are living in times where things are being shuffled around and things are being, you know, just uh, are so unpredictable. You cannot just, you know, plan so far ahead. It's just like everything gets messed up at times so quickly. This is a time where we need to live in the full confidence that God is with us and that God is for us. And that God has already prepared my way and your way to walk in the fullness that is destined for us before time began. That's the way and the life of a Christian. It's a life of faith. But we are, we are not entering into times of miracles. We have already entered into times of miracles. God is showing now and revealing to the, to the earth today who is in covenant with him and who is not. And when we are in covenant with the Lord, it means power. It means that God's purpose will prevail, not the circumstances that the devil wants to sell me. Not the circumstances that the news is wanting to tell me. But what God is revealing to me in his word. This is, that needs to prevail in my life because I'm a covenant person. Now, we, the only place we can get there and we can experience miracles is to 
spend time with God in our secret place and really investing into intimacy with the Lord. <laughs> because intimacy births. There's no conception without intimacy. Your ministry is your relationship with the Lord. Nothing less and nothing more. What I'm experiencing with the Lord in my private time is what I deliver in my public space. And it's not connected to a title, it's just connected to a relationship. <laughs> it's just connected to a, <laughs> to a flowing relationship that's not set in stone, that's just flowing as God is wanting me to flow today. I don't plan, I'm a, I'm a planner, I want to know tonight what I'm gonna wear tomorrow morning. <laughs> but I've come to realize that God can mess up my plans. Because you see, there are many plans in a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purposes that prevail. And so as we go up on the mountain of God to birth miracles or to receive our miracle in the secret place, it will be birthed in the natural as well and revealed there. As I go down to the valley, even maybe if it's the valley of death, because we do go through some hardships and some trauma in life. Who of you know that life is not only about health, wealth, and happiness? Maybe you're living on another planet where you're experiencing it there. But I know that even though I'm going through a hardship, I go through the hardship of a promise. <laughs> and that promise, God's intention is for it to become a reality. And so I go to the mountain to get that promise, to work that promise, to really believe in that promise, and go to the valley and reveal that promise to my valley. But I want to say to you today, That the day of your birth on the face of this earth, God placed you in a current. He placed you in a river and a flowing river, a river with purpose, a river with a dream, a river, a river with imagination. And as a child, you grew up with dreams. You, drew, you grew up with this, you know, this image about what the future holds for you. And you could think big. And all of a sudden, life started to happen. And it's just, just like you fell out of your spirit into some kind of ego, some kind of pride, or some kind of mistake. And that imagination has been robbed from you. The dream has been stolen from you. You fell out of your spirit into something else. Just like Moses, when he was born, he was hid on the Nile River. He was in the current, the flow of God. And he lived for 40 years in the place of destiny where God wanted him to act on something that's in his heart that was placed there by God, a holy call, a divine call, a, a purpose, an assignment for his life. But he acted prematurely. He was a high-profile person in the land of Egypt, but something happened prematurely in his life. He acted on something he carried in his heart. Prematurely, he killed a man. It wasn't God's purpose for him to kill a man. He made a mistake. And what did he do? He ran out of Egypt into the wilderness to save his own skin. Whatever you fear in life will become your master. And it will dislodge you, it will displace you, it will disrupt you out of God's call, God's lane, God's path for you. And it's all designed by the enemy to rob you of who you are, to take away your identity, to steal your dream, to suffocate you, to strangle you, to make you believe there's no breath in this life. 
But I want to say to you today, there's a holy breath of God that's blowing over the face of this earth. And God is saying to his people, I want you to arise. I want you to take hold of my breath because the earth is already filled with my glory. You see, the church is still waiting for an outpouring. God is saying, no, you cannot wait for an outpouring. The outpouring has already happened. You need, I need an uprising, God is saying. God says, I need an uprising. And so there's an uprising that's knocking at your door. God is saying, I need you to rise up. I don't know what has dislodged you. I don't know what caused you to run into the wilderness. I don't know what placed you there today. If you are in the wilderness today, I wanna say to you that God is coming for you. And I wanna say this to you, I don't care, I've known the Lord now for 37 years, but I've never experienced the intensity of God's Spirit moving in my life like I'm experiencing it today. And if you want to ignore that, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying to you that you're missing out on the greatest move of God on the face of the earth. And God is about to change your situation. God is about to change your circumstances. God is about to change the thing that has come against you, that has tried to limit you, that has tried to suffocate you, and that has tried to silence your voice. Because you have a voice, and God needs to speak through your lips. God needs to declare His goodness through you, and release His power through you. And so what happened with Moses? Now he's at the back end of the desert. I'm talking to many Moseses here today. If you're a lady, you may be Deborah, or Esther, or Ruth, or Christine, <laughs> or Jenny. I don't know who you are today. I don't know where Satan has, has caused you to run to. I don't know how far you are from God today, but I wanna say to you today that God is coming for you. You may be at the back end of the desert, just like Moses at the back end of the desert. And what happened to Moses when he was at the back end of the desert? For 40 years, now 40 years is a long time. It's a, it's a very long time. Not many of us have been struggling for 40 years with the same problem. At 40 years, he was tending the sheep, the back end of the desert, and suddenly he saw a burning bush far away, the Bible says. You know, burning bush is not an uncommon thing in the desert. It happens. Spontaneous combustion of bushes happens because of the heat, but then they burn out in a flash and they're gone. And so he was looking at this burning bush, thought, oh, well, another burning bush turned away, looked at it again that way, said, yes, but this bush is thick, it's still burning. Thought by himself, okay, let me just have another. This cannot be. I have to check why this thing is still burning. And he went to the mountain of God, Mount Sinai, that's where that bush was burning. And he walked up closer. The moment he came close to the burning bush, first thing God spoke, God started speaking to him and said to him, get off the sandals of your feet because the territory you're standing on is holy. This means you are walking into territory that thinks differently than you do, that knows who you are, that knows how I created you, that knows the current I put you in, that knows the flow that I put you in since the day you were born but it's been robbed from you. I need you to take everything off that's come with your past up until now because now you are standing on uncommon territory because that's one of the definitions of holiness. It means to be uncommon. 
You are coming, you are walking into a time where you will be uncommon in this day. You will speak differently, you will act differently, you will talk differently, you will walk differently. Some of you, God is changing this, your rhythm, the way you do things. God is changing your habits. God is changing your style. And so now God starts speaking to, speaking to Moses and he tells Moses what he needs to do for him. What does Moses say? No, 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 no. Send someone else. You see, Moses lost his, full, he lost his identity. He lost his adequacies. He lost his confidence. He lost everything he knew he was. He was not up to the task that God was trying to convey to him. It's impossible, God, send someone else. But you see, something happened in that conversation in the presence of God with, between Moses and God. Moses experienced the nature of a being, a divine being that created him, that sent him to this earth, that put him in a flow, that know what he was designed for, that know how special he was, that know, that knew exactly how Moses should function. He experienced something in the presence of that divine being where he said, I, I love this person. I'm not gonna do it for the assignment. I'm not going to do it because I'm going to be the deliverer of a nation. I'm not going to do it because God is giving me a promise that I need to take and convey to his people. I'm gonna do it because I love this person. God is taking us back to our first love. God is taking us back to our first love. I wanna say to you today that God is peeling off layers in our lives. Why? Because he wants to get right to the core of our being. I don't know what worked for you in the past, but it's not gonna work for you in the future if it's not destined by God for your life. I've tried that, it doesn't work. I've never been in a season where God's been confronting so many things in my life where I say, I repent, Lord, I walk away, I'm sorry. It worked in the past, but it's not working in my present, and I'm not allowed to take it into my future because I just, I'm just at a place where I understand it's all God or it's nothing. And I've got so much of Didi that needs to die. My word, he's so wanting to live. But he so needs to die. And so Moses accepted. And he started the journey. On his journey, halfway through his journey, here God rocks up on the journey. Now God wants to kill him. Oh my word. When I read that, I thought by myself, God, why didn't you just tell Moses while you were talking to him, you know, on the assignment and you were, he was there having the experience of the burning bush, why didn't you just tell him, circumcise your son, which you neglected to do? Why didn't you just fix it up there? You see, God gave Moses a window period to do it himself. I wanna to say to you that we are living in window periods where God is saying, fix up your mess. Hello. I wanna to say to you when Moses stood in front of the Lord, he was a total mess in terms of his identity, in terms of his 
qualities, in terms of his adequacies, in terms of what he, you know, his confidence. He had nothing. I want to say to you, God's not going to bless your mess. God's going to evict your mess today in your life. And he's blessing you out of your mess. But so he got his window period. You see, the Bible says one of his sons weren't so circumcised. It doesn't say all of his sons. So Sephora probably had a problem with circumcision because she had to do the circumcision while Moses was fighting for his life. Because she threw the foreskin in front of Moses and said, you are a blood bridegroom to me. She didn't like the blood stuff. But eventually he got circumcised, his son, and Moses was back into the true covenant, the principles that God has put down for him. I want to say this to you. God's got very specified standards. You cannot negotiate with him. We can't go into negotiation with God and think we're going to win anything. We, we submit, humble yourself before the Lord and he will raise you up. Okay? We need to submit to the word. We need to submit to his guidance. We need to submit to his holiness. We need to submit to the purity that he wants us to carry. It's not a time to compromise with these kind of things in our lives. At all. But God needed to stop Moses because if God did not stop him and kill him himself, the assignment would kill him. You see, it was a private matter Moses had in his life. Any private sin in your life today will silence God's public voice in your life for the future. You have to deal with it. Any private fear in your life today, if you don't confront it, you don't deal with it, will silence God's public voice for your life in the future. God knew. Moses did not. But God knew Moses was going into a lingering, overwhelming season. He did not know he was going to spend 40 years in the wilderness after getting Israel out of Egypt. We are entering times of overwhelming seasons. The Bible's got many, many examples of them. We see Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane praying hours before his crucifixion. Praying his crucifixion through, gets to the disciples that were with him and said, can't you just pray with me one hour? You're falling asleep. When I get to you, you are asleep. And they were, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then they, he would go back and pray again. And they, and they were a few hours of the biggest historic event that was about to happen. And what happened when Jesus was crucified? They ran away. Some even denied him. We see the 10 virgins. All 10 were pure, virgin, virgin pure. All, the, all, of, all of them had light, so they knew the truth, sound doctrine. Five of them lacked something, oil, relationship, intimacy, because they only planned and only prepared for the best case scenario. 
And the moment there was delay, they missed it. I wanna say to you today, there is delay taking place in so many people's lives and because there's not enough intimacy, they miss it. They start talking wrongly again. They give up on the tithe. They give up on serving God wholeheartedly. I wanna say to you today, if we want to make it in the times we are living in today, we need to linger in God's presence. Spend more time with Him than usual. And cultivate intimacy at the cost of anything. Anything. I remember in my cave days, I had the privilege to be spending so much time with the Lord, eight, nine hours a day. I cultivated a place in my heart that I call today the secret place. There's a secret chamber. And you know what? I can literally at times, you know, most, well, I won't say even at times. This is how I function. I blink my eyes, I close my eyes, and I'm there. Why? Because I train myself. Sometimes we live so fast, we don't, we don't have time to sing two fast songs and two slow songs to get there. Place of intimacy. When you look at Moses, went down to Egypt, prepared by God for delay, prepared by God for overwhelming news, for overwhelming circumstances. But something, what, what kept Moses going? We see this in Numbers 12 verse 8 in the New American Standard Bible. Now something happens here. Miriam and Aaron speaks behind Moses' back about his wife. And God comes up for Moses. My word. Don't mess with an anointed person. <laughs> Don't talk behind their backs. Don't try and assassinate their character. Because then you're messing with God. That's just the way it works. You don't want God to be your enemy. So if you've got nothing good to say, shut up. And if you've got something good to say, speak up. So many of us need to shut up and speak up about other stuff. Shut up about certain stuff and speak up about other stuff. Are you guys still with me? Who's experiencing God touching you right there where you are? I see God moving over people here. So Moses and Aaron, uh, Miriam and Aaron speaks against Moses. And God comes in and says, with Moses I speak mouth to mouth. This is what he says to Aaron and, and Miriam. He says, even openly and not in dark sayings. And he beholds the form of God. Then he goes on to say, why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant against Moses? He beholds the form of God. That's amazing. When you read about all the, the encounters Moses had with God, I mean, it's something to envy. It's amazing. 
When I just read and see how Moses just, you know, doesn't need food, doesn't need drink. There on the mount of God, mountain of God in the tent of meeting, walks out of there. He's got his face shines with the glory of God. He was a friend of God. But God says, listen, why did you speak against Moses? He's, he's the person that beholds me. He's a person that considers me. He's a person that respects me. I know Moses. I know he's not here for you. He's here for me. Why are you speaking against him? He's not here for anything else but me. The assignment does nothing to him. It's me he loves. You see, something had to happen with all these encounters. There was a pouring of hearts, a pouring out of hearts in those encounters. Moses was pouring out his heart into God and God was pouring out his heart into him. And today I want to say this to you. This is what God is seeking for his bride. It's a time of intimacy. It's a time of pouring out of hearts. It's a time where God is saying, I need my people to reveal my heartbeat. It's God's heart beating season on the face of this earth. What does the word beholding mean? This is what it means. Listen to this. Beholding the Hebrew is nabat, which means to consider someone, to give our attention and respect to someone. Some of us behold the news more than we behold God. Some of us behold politicians more than we behold God. Some of us behold our smartphone more than we behold God. My word, God said, I'm fighting for Moses, not because he's got, you know, this high mighty call. No, <laughs> I'm with Moses because he beholds me. <laughs> it means Moses considers me, Moses respects me, Moses honors me. Moses puts me first. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You heard Pastor Clive talking about Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Do not worry. God says we should not worry. Jesus is actually playing, plainly saying, worry is devil worship. Faith is God worship. Moses knew God as someone who is reliable. You see, when we are intimate with God, we won't doubt that He's reliable. We will know He's reliable. We will know He will come through for us. No, no matter what, we are entering into overwhelming times, but God, He's greater than any overwhelming season in our life. He's greater than any circumstance. He's greater than any, any uh, demonic entity that's coming against my house, against any demonic judgment that comes against my house. I want to say to you today that God is bringing purity back into his house. God is bringing, why? Because God is wanting to reestablish clarity. God is wanting his people to see what he sees. And God is taking out the clutter 
That's what he needed to do with Moses. I need to remove the clutter from your mind. I need to take away the lies of the enemy. This is not who you are. You are a deliverer, Moses. You are a person that's carrying my call. You are a promise carrier. I need to send you back to where the devil has, has evicted you. I need you to get back into the inheritance that I have for you, Moses. I need you to get back to the place where you can have encounters with me, Moses. This is what I've called you for, Moses. I want to say to you today, there are people seated here. God has been speaking to you. There's a flickering in your spirit. Just like Moses was looking at that bush, burning bush, it was a flickering. But God is saying, look at the flickering in your spirit, draw near, draw near to me. I need to share things with you that the devil has tried to keep you from. I need to pour out my heart in you. Draw near to God and I will draw near to you, God says. The word behold or form is temuna, temuna, which means in Hebrew, the visible shape or configuration of something, how this being relates a particular way in which a thing exists or appears, a manifestation of favor. There's a manifestation of favor. It's about to take place. Acts chapter 2 verse 17 says, I'm jumping a few verses here. God's been making me linger on certain things here. God's word says in the last days, who, say, who knows we are living in the last days? God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh of all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Hmm. Pour out God's spirit. God is actually just saying, I'm going to pour out my heart. What's my heart saying? What's God saying? What is God saying for you? Where have you been compromising? Where have you been hiding? Where have you been doing things occasionally and not consistently? You see, God cannot bless things we do occasionally. He blesses things we do consistently. Maybe you've been coming occasionally to church. Maybe you've been giving or... Uh, yeah, um, bringing back your tithes to God occasionally and not consistently. God does not bless things that we do occasionally. Blesses things. Now, I need to go consistently on a walk. I have not been going consistently on a walk lately. Preach, preach. I need to get back in shape by doing things consistently. To go and on a, occasionally on a walk does not help my figure. There's no results. When I came back from America in, in November, God spoke to me one week uh, in the first week of December. He said to me, I want you to treat your wife as I treat you my secret place and I said to God, God, but I treat her well. Look at her. She's happy. <laughs> and so God said to me, no, I want you to do these certain things. So he said to me, I need you to pour her bath tub for her every night. I need you to treat her and just spoil her. Put a sparkling drink there on the edge of the bath. Put a strawberry in the sparkling drink and then open the bed. Put a chocolate next to the bed. And then I started doing that. The first night when I did that, do I still have 10 minutes after this one, eh? I think so. I, 
prayer. Is I'm in, am I now in prayer and ministry time? No. Am I? Oh. I'm so sorry. I thought I had another 10 minutes. Because I've got prophecies here. But anyway, you need to stay for the second service if you want your prophecy. <laughs> Listen. Okay, anyway, so I, I did this. And so the first night I went down to the lounge, sis didn't know about it. So I went down and said, sis, are your bath is ready. She was going, what? And she went up, she saw the candle light, the whole thing, the sparkling drink, get to the bedroom. What is happening here? And so the next morning, got the chocolate. The next morning, the coffee is there. I bring her the coffee. Oh my word, sis thought I was coming from another planet. And so she thought that's gonna be a one night stand, the second night the same. And then she thought, okay, this is over. A third night's the same. And I was going for it as God was leading me. Oh my word. What happened? I was pouring my heart into her. I was pouring my heart into her. I know only what God was setting me up for. The return I got was miraculous. It was miraculous. The temperature in our house was going right through the roof. It was wintertime in France, but it was summertime in my house. Am I done with my teaching and my ministry time? Or do I still have 10 minutes? Okay. I don't know. I'm sorry, Pastor Johnny. Okay, so anyway. Clive, why are you coming up here? Oh, I've got 10 minutes, but why are you coming up here? It's prophetically. Where's your wife? Bring her here. Come here. Come here, come here. Come here. I'm standing here, just here, because you are here. How long have you been in the ministry? Eight years. When I hear you praying many times, even before you came into the ministry, you went through seasons and circumstances and challenges and things you just did never understand. Okay, and you, you came before the Lord and said, God, I don't understand, but I'm gonna trust the process. And God's been dealing with you continually. It's okay, I can hear him. <laughs> God's been continually dealing with you on that issue. You're carrying a dream just like Joseph in your heart. And this dream is something very personal between you and the Lord. God says to me today that I need to tell you that that dream has always been established by Him. You should never let go of that dream. Even today, you think certain favors are being done for you just because of this reason, that reason, or that reason. God says, it's no other reason but me. And God says, you will see. You will see my favor increasing in this season for your life. I see how God is changing your habits. He's, uh, I see you picking up your confessions and confessions are good, but at times God is going to tell you and he's already been doing that. Put down your confessions. I want to say something different to you. And so this is the season you are in now today. And so God is bringing a lot of fluidity to your life. A lot of, uh, for one reason, because of the gifts. He wants to express the gifts of the Holy Spirit in a stronger way through you. So you're going to experience an utterance of God's presence and God's Spirit in your life in another level, on another level. Okay, so God's put a hedge around you. He's protecting you. I see that at times you, you, you are focusing out of your dream into something else, into some other place. And then all of a sudden, it's just like the Holy Spirit goes, just like a cowboy goes with a rope and brings the bull back <laughs> exactly where it needs to be. And that's how God has been managing you and guiding you.
I want to say to you today that you are favored by the Lord. The Lord's hand is upon you. The dream that you are carrying in your heart, it's all scheduled by the Holy Spirit. You just need to, again, God is saying, as you have done, just trust the process. Trust God, all right? Everything will come to fruition at the right time. As I'm speaking to you now, just raise your hands. As I'm speaking to you now, the Spirit of God's already on you. And I see the mantle of the Holy Spirit on you. And there it is in a stronger way. But there's a greater measure of glory coming upon you right now. There it is. There it is. In Jesus' name. There it is. There it is. Oh, oh. So new doors, new opportunities, greater challenges are ahead of you greater challenges. There it is. There it is. In Jesus' name. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. There's a man there with a a red tie, blue suit. Yes, you. Praise God. People think I look, what did they say? Skill. Yeah. Yeah, squirt. Whatever. (laughs) What do you do, sir? I'm a medical doctor. You what? Medical doctor. You're a medical doctor. Okay. How long have you known the Lord? Uh, I've joined this church since 2014. 2014. You're in a very unique place in the Lord. Very unique place. Just like the Lord's been confronting things in your life and challenging you on certain aspects. But you cannot make things work by your own effort. There's a place of surrender. It's the Holy Spirit prompting you to take that step. So it will make you vulnerable. But God says you will see my goodness coming through that. Okay? And bring the healing that's required. So God is wanting to move much greater in your life, which you are experiencing today. Much greater. But you will need to trust Him. There's a place of vulnerability you need to experience in the Lord so that God can take take you to another level of faith. That is what's needed for you today. You are trying so much in your own strength. God says you need to just get into His rest. And you to be in His rest is through faith. It's to have faith in God and in what He's wanting to do. So God is really in a very special place with you. Very unique space where you are experiencing the nudges, confrontation, all that of the Holy Spirit. For one reason is to allow God's goodness to flow through you. Because you carry so much goodness in you. Carry so much weight in you, even in the glory of God. Amen. And God wants to release that through you. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. So man there, uh, you're sitting next to the lady with the glasses, sunglasses. Yes, that's you, sir. No, but not the lady with the sunglasses. You, sir, sitting next to her. Yes, you. Oh, is that the man? Okay, sorry. When he was sitting like this. Sorry, sir. Sorry. But, sir, are you family? Vous parlez français, alors je peux vous donner la prophétie en français. Ah, c'est bon ça, vous êtes du Congo? Je viens de la RDC. I don't hear. Sorry, sir, 
the one that's sitting now, I have a word for you. Please, thank you. Where are you from? I'm from DRC. We are all from DRC. You are from DRC. What are you doing in South Africa? Do you have a business? I'm a medical doctor. You, my word. My word. You are a medical doctor. You are a medical doctor. But what business are you carrying in your heart? A lot, sir. A lot, yeah. Even though you're a medical doctor, if I had to, I wouldn't even see that you're a medical doctor because I see a business in you. Yes, and God is wanting to bring that business forth in your life. He wants you to birth that business. And so, why are you hesitating? I was, I was waiting to be settled first. To be settled first. Yeah. You, God is wanting me to tell you that you should not wait. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, that God will make it work for you. It, you don't understand the favor of God. Jesus. God wants you to experience that in his fullness. So even though you're a medical doctor, you are this you're carrying a business that will take you to multi-millionaire status. Thank you. Multi-millionaire status. So you cannot hesitate. You cannot hesitate. You have to do it. And you have to fulfill it. You have to let it go. Okay? Because that's where the blessing is. Thank you, Jesus. So bless you. Thank you. Praise God. Now I can do the altar call. As I do the altar call now. Okay, two more minutes. Praise God. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Yeah, and so Joburg, I have to run. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Uh, a lady there with uh, uh, the fifth row. You're sitting alone. Don't look. You don't look at. Look at me. Yes, you, ma'am. Yes, yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, praise God. <laughs> What do you do, ma'am? Don't tell me you're a medical doctor. <laughs> I work for SAPS police. SAPS in the police force? Yes. Okay. So do you, what do you sense? Are you going to stay there very long? No. No, you're not. So God is changing your season. God's giving you other opportunities. They are on the horizon. And so you're on a time and a season where God is literally moving up your, it's like you're struggling to do that. You are struggling to look at the horizon because the overwhelming circumstances every time comes in front of your vision. And you are struggling to keep your face up. But God is strengthening you. And God is wanting you to believe that there's greater things for you. But you are carrying a business in your heart, okay? You know that, okay? What's the business? God is still developing that in your yes, heart. Okay. Yes. But you need to put it down on paper. Make it clear for yourself. So you can just really focus on what's needed and that thing will start to develop. The heart knows, but the, the mind creates the map. Okay, to get there. So put it down on paper, make it plain, make it clear so you can pray over it. Okay, so in these next 12 months, things are just really going to be shifting a lot in your life. It's already been starting to shift about two months ago. Uh, things have become unsettled where you are and things have become uncertain. Don't think it's the devil. God is making you uncomfortable, okay? Because God is wanting to move you. And so you are carrying a lot from the Lord, which God is gonna birth in your life. Uh, how long have you been in this church? Since 1997. 
you're carrying a lot in your heart. You're carrying a lot. You've, you've been formed by the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's a lot of investment from God's Spirit in your life. And so that investment, God is wanting a return on. Okay? He's claiming His inheritance in you. And so this is a time where you're going to be propelled by the Holy Spirit. So just spend time with Him. Allow God to linger on those promises and put those promises, that vision on a paper and pray over it. The next 12 months, it will come to fruition. It will start in your life. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Thank you. Every head bowed, every eye closed, every Christian is praying. You are seated here this morning and saying, Pastor Didi, I don't know Jesus but I want to meet Jesus. I want to experience His love in my life. I want to be a person that wants to walk in my design, in God's purpose for my life. I would like to meet Jesus. Would you pray for me? If that is you, I would love to pray for you. You've never met Jesus, but today you want to meet Jesus and accept Him as your personal Lord and Savior. While Christians are praying, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, no one looking around. If this is you I'm talking to, just show me your hand and I'll pray with you. Pastor Eddie, would you pray for me? I need Jesus in my life. I see a hand going up there. God bless you. Pastor Eddie, would you pray for me? I want to meet Jesus. Another hand going up. God bless you. I want to meet Jesus. Another two hands going up. Another hand going up there. God bless you. God bless you. The Spirit of God's moving. Another hand going up here. God bless you. Pastor Eddie, I want to meet Jesus. I don't want to go through life messed up. I don't want to go through life without God's direction in my life. I want to know Him. I want to be in covenant with Him. Would you pray for me? I want to meet Jesus. And I want to surrender my life to Him this morning. Please pray for me. If this is you, just raise your hand. I want to include you in this prayer. There are many people that has raised their hands. People on this side as well. God bless you. Over there, God bless you. If you want to be included, you haven't raised your hand, please raise your hand. Show me your hand so I can pray with you and include you in this prayer. Maybe you've known the Lord, but you've ran into the wilderness. You made a mistake and you want to come back to the Lord today. You want to get out of the wilderness, get back into covenant, get back into relationship. If this is you, I want to include you in this prayer. If you've grown cold in heart, you, you, you just went into the wilderness and you turned your back on God because you thought God cannot be pleased with you anymore. I want to say to you, God's coming for you. I see that hand going up. God bless you. You want to get back to the Lord. God bless you. I want to include you in this prayer. Just raise your hand. So many people has written over there too. God bless you. Many people has raised their hands. Lord bless you. Over here too. Wow. God is calling the people back home. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wonderful. Thank you. Teacher Paul, you taking over. Love you much. See you soon again. Sorry? Oh, I must pray with him. Oh, sorry. Let's all pray together. All the people that has raised their hands. Let's all pray together. Say, Father God, I thank you for the privilege I have to meet you today. Your word says that whomever comes to you you shall by no means cast away, but you accept that person as your own. Today, I thank you that you accept me as your child. I give you my life. I believe 
that Jesus Christ is your son. He died on the cross for me. He was buried, resurrected from the grave and is alive today. I thank you, Jesus. You are alive and I give you my life. I surrender my life to you. I accept you today as my personal Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. I'm saved. I'm your child. I'll serve you from today forever in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, family. God bless you. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.